Hey guys, thank you so much. Welcome back to Backstage Pass Podcast. I'm Adam Wiley with Justin Claypool. Very excited to have you. Very excited to get to our special guest today. Justin, are you excited? I am so amped for this. So let little forward, right? Before yeah, I got involved with right. Adam talking and, and chatting, playing games, mm -hmm. whatnot, I was not huge into MMA. Okay. This, this is true. In this fact, you true. asked me a lot of questions because I was nothing. when we first started playing video games, I was re-watching UFC one through five, like the originals, with no weight classes and uh much more loose rules than they have now so yeah so so what we were doing is uh adam was talking about all this and i was like okay and uh and then i saw you i saw you mike and i saw you on tiktok and i saw you you were talking smack at this at this point i don't think you had actually started talking trash right about blake foster in fact i think initially you <laughs> called out no. jason frank right and and the funny thing is, is that uh, Jason Frank is actually in your corner now. Uh, but so I started watching uh, UFC and I started watch. I watched your fights and I was like, holy crap, this dude's got some skills. Like I would not want to be hit by one of your flying Superman fists in the face. And uh, and so I was just watching and and I got more sucked in. And I'm like, Adam, Adam, this is awesome. And then Adam just went I off. He's you. like, yes. It's so much fun. Well, you know, the funny thing about that is that uh, is that I, I didn't even really call out Jason David Frank. I think what ended up happening is I found out he was an MMA fighter. I, I was an MMA fighter. And uh, I think I just posted a picture and I was like, hey, fans, who do you think would win this fight? And of course, everybody picked Jason David Frank because he's the most popular ranger out there. Um, and then that's when sort of Blake came along and he was like, hey, man, uh, why don't you fight me? And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, you're like 250 pounds and six two, but yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, we met up for sushi. We we chatted about it a little bit, and uh, and he. Oh, so he you guys met down. up in person? I had no idea. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. I I, uh, I wow. took a trip to Los Angeles to like meet my family and stuff. I was like, let's let's meet up. Like, are you serious about this? Let's meet up. And then uh, we met over with his management um, and everybody just seemed on board. And then of course, a whole bunch of chaos ensued thereafter, um, the pandemic being of course the biggest one. But uh, uh, finally the contracts are signed. We're less than 50 days away, six weeks from the September 18th fight, uh, Red Ranger versus Blue Ranger. You're never gonna see two Power Rangers fight in real life, man. <laughs> this is so true. I mean. I'm I'm so excited uh, about this fight and about having you. Uh, this is, in fact, Big Bang Michael Lasky um, here with us. So, so excited to have you, man. Um, I'm really excited. I've been interested in this for a long time. You and I have a history because we both grew up acting. Uh, we both we both do acting still. Um, you have also your teaching school in Utah. Uh, the Ranger Academy and all these things. I also grew up acting with Blake as you did. So I've known Blake for a long time too. And when he became the Blue Ranger, I had a visceral reaction to it. And I'm going to kind of explain why. He was one of those kids for me that just always had a really punchable face. <laughs> you know, there were those kids you grew up acting with that you just went, mm, I would just, 
I really want to test your skill because I don't believe you for five seconds that it's that it's real. I don't know why, but it just was always that for me. I and also grew up a, a much artist a lot, as you though, did. Right? That says a lot, it, though, right? It really you, does. You, in the acting community, because we're all liars to a certain extent. So <laughs> when, we have to be. When something's we have like to that extra layer. <laughs> yeah. He just always... He always rubbed me negatively. And I I was like, why didn't I go out for it? I'm also a martial artist. Why couldn't have I been the Blue Ranger? Mom, you know, all of those things. And I understand why, oh, as an adult, why those things work out and and all of those things. As a kid, you're just like, I want to do everything. Right. So the fact that you're actually getting to punch him in the face in the real life, I am <laughs> I am living through your fists. <laughs> I like Let's it. Just Adam, it that way. Adam from Backstage Pass is living vicariously <laughs> <laughs> through my strikes and my kicks. I'll take it. That's, it's, I, it's I am the great. spirit of young Adam Wiley in that cage. I am <laughs> so happy about it. It's, it's not it's even so, funny. It's so true, though, because, you know, you guys shared, well, Adam shared some stories and, and Adam's like, yeah, he does have a very punchable face. I was like, I'm like, let me see what this guy looks like. I'm like, oh, my God. No, I get it. All right. All right. I, I understand. It's like the, the cockiness. The yeah, that's really what it is. So I just can't. Yeah, I never could. Not, I, I couldn't I as did, a kid. I can now. Yeah, I did research and I was I was watching. First of all, I was watching your fights, Mike. And and during this whole development of uh, what I've been doing to understand what you're doing. Right. Uh, I had to watch explain a lot of stuff to him. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Um, but I was looking for Blake's. I didn't see any, you know, from my yeah, you're hard pressed to find it, aren't you? Yeah, it's not there. And I've been looking everywhere. Um, and so, you know, I'm really curious, like, um, as far as your side of things, like you are a five time MMA champion, right? You have gained yeah. weight for this fight. You're up what 30 pounds. So you've gone up in, in your weight. And I'm from my understanding, Blake's had to come down quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. and then I understand that Blake's got some, uh, some basic like martial arts, like, uh, like karate and, and, and whatnot, but what he doesn't have, he doesn't have grappling. He, he doesn't, he doesn't have that ground game that you have, that you've developed over years, you know? So I'm really wondering, uh, why he's so cocky. Good Lord. Because at, at this point come September, he's going to be maybe a year into rolling. Everybody's yeah, cocky it. and everyone has the plan until they get punched in the face. That's really and, that. That's and really it's what true. It down you to. know, the, the fun thing about this fight, in my opinion, uh, first of all, I come from a shoot and catch wrestling background. Um, those those that origin and those martial arts are a bunch of carnival barkers. So the idea of, you know, a smaller guy fighting a bigger guy um, is, is always good. Um, the fun thing about MMA in general, though, is that it's anybody's game at any minute. And that's why I think it's it's a good matchup for MMA. If this were boxing, if this were wrestling, if this were just submission grappling, I see me just clearing the floor uh, with with Blake either way. Um, the fact that MMA can be you know, there are so many upsets in MMA for a reason. You know, tiny gloves, one hit and you could be done. Um, and and that, I think that's what Blake definitely has in his corner. Um, you know, I'm not one to talk up my opponents, but he is a big, strong dude. He's 6'2". He's going to sure. weigh in at 205. He's, you, you follow him on social media, he's got muscle. He's got some technique. As a kid, he was a uh, full-contact karate fighter, um, which are talented people. Um, so there is stuff to be careful of. Um, there is stuff, stuff to 
for me to approach tentatively. But, sure. but with that being said, uh, you are correct. He does run his mouth very often for somebody who has never done this to the capacity that uh, that even you know first time MMA fighters have done. Um, that's why I always say that Blake Foster doesn't even know what he doesn't know when it comes to fighting. Because I remember my first fight, and I, I was lucky enough to have won it, and I was like, wow, this, this was really different. Um, and 30 years into martial arts. Uh, so, you know, I think that he's going to be up for a rude awakening, and I think if I execute our game plan appropriately, um, you're, you're looking at the, uh, the Rumble of the Rangers champion. The fight, the fight posters just came out, and it's, the, whole, the whole venue is called Rumble of the Rangers, which I think is fun. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. That's really where, where is the, uh, the, the venue in Salt Lake? Um, the venue is called the Union Event Center. Um, it's right next to, it's like smack dab, uh, smack dab downtown. Uh, I think from the Gateway Mall, it's like a $3 Uber. Um, so that's, it's right smack dab down there, uh, close to the Fanex Comic-Con, which is all happening in the same weekend too. So if you guys want to make a nerdtastic weekend out of it, uh, come down Thursday, stay for the Comic-Con, meet all your favorite stars, and then come watch two of your childhood idols beat each other in the face until somebody makes them stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm but what's there. great about this is even when you can't go to Salt Lake, you can also watch it on pay-per-view. This is being broadcast live over pay-per-view, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think the link is is probably in my TikTok bio um, and, and the live ticket links are in my Instagram bio. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be broadcasting this over an online pay-per-view. Um, so anybody who wants to see it any, anywhere in the world can see it live. Well, I'm really hoping to, to fly out there myself. I know Justin is going to be there. Uh, I'm chomping uh, at it, the bit. It, it is <laughs> going to be really great. I'm very, very, very excited to not only see you um, in action, but hopefully see you in the real life and, and, and get to, to talk with you, not just on a, on a computer screen. Um, I understand that there are a lot of things to prepare for when you're fighting someone who's a technical martial artist, and he is. Blake is a technical martial artist. Um, and, but full, con full contact sports, uh, especially martial arts, it is, in a sense, controlled. Um, there is a, a different preparedness when you are fighting in a cage and no one is really saying, point, separate. You know, um, there's, a, there's a momentum that builds. There's planning and strategy. You are right. It is a one-punch knockout kind of game to a degree and can be, especially with someone who is, is big and strong. Uh, the training for that you know game plans are very important to to execute all of those things um what is what does your what's your training like look like preparing for this at the moment so we're about six weeks out right now so um we're knee deep in fight camp so it's about two hours a day of of training um above and beyond my like teaching and technical work uh, it's also like an hour a day worth of recovery training because you have to uh, recover the body enough to be able to do to smash it again the next day. Um, so you're looking at fight camp uh, through the week being about three hours of work a day. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday hit, uh, then you're looking at more or less like six hours over the course or 10 hours over the course of that of, of those two days. Uh, and then Sunday is uh, I'm not a religious man, but it's, it's God's day. Uh, so we just, we just lay it down. 
um, and, and take all day off. Uh, so we're going pretty intense. There's a lot of there's a lot of grappling going on. There's a lot of uh, of stand up going on in the sense of uh, peekaboo style boxing and taking angles nice and hard. Because like we say, we don't want to get accidentally caught uh, with any of those errant punches. I, I from personal experience, I've I've lost to people whom I thought that I was more talented than and better as a fighter. Um, so we don't want that chance to happen again. So we're we're approaching this very seriously. Um, yeah. As I always, as I tell everybody, I'm I'm training to fight Francis Ngannou from the UFC, and Blake Foster is going to show up that night. Um, but I'm looking to beat high caliber people. I'm training as if I'm beating high caliber people, um, people who are ten time you know UFC champions and uh, or current UFC champions or yeah current <laughs> UFC champions exactly. Um, so you know I don't know what's going to happen with this fight. So that's why you prepare for everything. I know what I'm good at in MMA is finding out where people suck and then dragging them there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if this does go to the ground. Um, I'm pretty partial. I've been in my mind. I've been pretty partial to submissions lately because I do feel like Blake Foster is the type of person where if I do knock him out, he's going to call it a lucky punch. Um, if the referee does stop it due to ground and pound, he's going to say the ref stopped it too early. Um, I, for me, I think the best way to win this would be to force him to tap and tell the entire world that he gave up. So if I can make that happen, I think that would be the best way for him to come out of the, not to be able to come out of this fight to give some sort of excuse. No, I, I think, I think, I, yeah, I, I think we both agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got, I know Mike, you've got an entire training team behind you i know blake also has an entire training team behind him i've seen some of uh his camp i've seen and done research um he's brought in some ufc mma experienced uh fighters but they're not his experience uh you have your own experiences you have your own fighters and you're sparring with an amazing partner as soon as you mentioned the name i was like oh damn yeah that's like that's a good fighter <laughs> Yeah. Well, the fun, the, the having experience within the training um, program is uh, finding coaches that not only push you, but also uh, speak the same language as you. And, and we're not talking, obviously, you know, English, but we're talking uh, people who motivate your specific skill sets. Um, it feels like Blake kind of went down to the first uh, MMA Academy that would train him for free. Um, whereas I kind of built a team of people over the course of the last eight years um, that I get along with and understand how to handle me at my very best, but also how to handle me at my lowest when I'm feeling insecure or when I have negative self-talk. Um, so uh, I'm training with Aldo Oriega striking systems down in or up in Layton, Utah. Um, it's about an hour from where I am. I'm going down there um, three or four times a week. Uh, and he's, right, he's right around the corner from me. Yeah. So that works out perfect for you, right? You should come down and train, but <laughs> <laughs> um, when uh, you know, I, I'm going to be, I train down there a lot. There's a lot of great fighters that come out of that camp. Yeah, uh, and I've also definitely. enlisted the help of Joe, of Joe Rodriguez, um, who's the former Bellator fighter. A former, I love Joe uh, Rodriguez. Glory kickboxer. Um, super talented guy. And he, the best thing about him is that he is the exact size of Blake Foster. 
Uh, it's got the same arm reach, got the same height. Um, so we're sparring together as much as possible. Uh, that's going to help me get used to the length and getting through those punches and stuff. Uh, so I think that my experience goes beyond just the cage into uh, training camp environment. And I think that's going to prove very valuable in the end too. Is, is, is it more taxing on you? Because I essentially kind of had the same question um, that uh, because you, your normal was like one, 175, your, your normal fight weight and you're, you're what over 200 now, which is, that's a, that's a big weight gain. Is it really taxing on your body as far as your, your, now, your cardio, cardio and on the other hand from the, is, from the weight uh, gain? is a bit different. To be I think advantage? that for me, cardio has two separate aspects. Like what, it, what exactly your body can actually physically do. And then the other half is what you're mentally prepared to make it do. Um, I've always heard this, like this 40% rule uh, that my father told me who was a green beret in the military. And he always told me that when you are tired, that is your body giving you the warning that uh, something bad can happen. And it, that's when it wants to start conserving energy. But your body is a liar because its job is to keep you safe. So when you are tired and you think you don't have anything else, uh, in actuality, you've only expended about 40% of what you're actually capable of. And there's 60% less in it left in the tank. Um, so whenever I'm super tired and I'm on the floor and trying to push through, that's what sort of rings through my head um, in trying to, to make things happen is that I still have 60% left. My body's just being an a-hole and trying to tell me to stop to preserve itself. And to be fair, I don't know if that's actually true. That's just what he told me. <laughs> My dad has a tendency to motivate. A mental game. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> a mental game. And and, uh, and they kind of told us the same thing when I was serving. And they're like, if your body says it's tired, you can push harder. Just keep going. Just keep going. And so we did. We pushed. We pushed. We pushed. And so it doesn't matter how how matter how tired you are. There's always a little bit more more gas in the gas tank, you know. So I I have a quote that I wanted to share with you. <laughs> I did. So Blake's been making these uh, progress videos. I don't know what he's doing, uh, you know, but uh, quote, all the guys he's fought are nowhere compared to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which. No, that's when I started looking for. <laughs> Yeah. Technically, he is correct. I don't know if he's got a school or not. There was a, there was a bit of advice from Blake Foster from the same video. Stick to TikTok, Mike, because you're great at that. But don't come at me with face, bro, because you're going down, homie. And I was rolling, rolling. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. Those are quotes. Man, you can you can tell Blake's rubbed the wrong way by my by my TikTok following because he specifically brought it up. You know, like <laughs> you know when people do that, they're like, stick to TikTok. I was like, oh man, you're so jelly. Uh, that's <laughs> I could totally tell. Uh, 
yeah, that's, I don't even know how to, how to respond to that. I think that, uh, I just, you're, you're going to see September 18th in the cage. Uh, the fact I've, I've, I'm a nine and three fighter. Um, I've lost three fights and all of the fights that I've lost were people whom, um, were better than me on the day, but I, you know, I'm I'm a competitor. So I think I'm better than in general. Um, but God, Blake Foster, that's a that's a bold statement, my man. It's a bold it's statement. It's a very bold statement for someone who doesn't have official cage experience and is wanting to be in an MMA fight. I feel like that's like bringing a banana to a knife fight. Um, <laughs> very much so. As I always say, Blake is going down faster than the ratings of Power oh. Rangers Turbo. Everybody knows oh. that he's the worst Power Ranger. And... <laughs> Everybody knows that he nearly ruined a 28-year franchise. He's sitting here goof-talking about a TikTok following, right? (laughs) That is an exact line reading, by the way. I'm the new Blue Ranger. Like, you could probably play the commercial. And thank you. I I work really (laughs) hard. Uh, Thank you so much. (laughs) It's, um, It's interesting to me. You know, Mike, you're not a big... Um you're very realistic uh, when it comes to smack talk, I feel. Mm. And I think realistic smack talk is where I prefer to kind of. And we're back. Hi. Uh, You're a very realistic smack talker, Mike. And I feel like realistic smack talk is where I like to kind of live as well. Uh, To be one of those people who are just talking and biting off more than you can chew, which is what I, th- I, I absolutely feel Blake is doing here. It's very interesting to me, um, especially in, in, a, in a game where it's really easy to lose very fast. Yeah. It's a, it can be very quick. As I, Justin has learned when we play UFC on the Xbox, not, not, nope. uh, what are you, what, what if I won? Is it 120 <laughs> to 10? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been many times where I've been Francis and Ganu and just kicked him in the face, and it's been it, that's it. That, that's game. So he's right. like, why? Why? Because <laughs> I kicked him I, in the I face. Think, I think when it comes to track trash talk, I think there's gotta be for it to be effective, there's gotta be an element of realism to it. And I think that's where Blake tends to fall short in the tra- trash talk department, is that he he talks he talks about things as if they're fantasy. Um, whereas when I trash talk. Uh, the funniness comes from the fact that it's it's there's an element of realism to it. Um, but when somebody who has never been in a cage before talks a trash game in the way that Blake does, uh, mm. it tends to it tends to fall pretty flat. And I, I think that it not only falls flat to somebody like me, as in I, I'm not mentally uh, worried about it. It's not it's not changing my game at all. But I think it also falls flat with the with his fans. I think his fans to a point believe that uh are excited about the fight and believe that he has a chance um but i don't think they believe the uh believe the hype as far as his level of trash talk goes i think they're like maybe don't say stuff like that totally i I completely agree with you what's interesting to me is that we've talked a little bit i've talked to you a little bit about the history about this about this fight it started out kind of friendly which i don't Mm. think a lot of people remember you guys, when you guys, as you mentioned, did go out to sushi together, and this was pretty 
amicable and like a yeah bro let's let's really let's get this let's do this let's let's put on a good show what happened uh you know i think you're gonna get two uh if you you're gonna get two separate um stories from this depending on who you talk to you're talking to me so you're gonna get my story and i'm sure the truth lies somewhere in between um i but really what it comes down to is just Blake, Blake thinking that he's more than he's worth and, uh, and him not, him not being a team player when it came, when it came to getting it done. Um, first we, we agreed on a certain amount of money for Blake and then I got it for him. And when I told him that I got it, uh, he was like, Oh no, we never had that. We never had that conversation. I need at least twice that amount of money. Um, and I was like, well, you said you were going to do it for this. You so said you're, you're just not going to do it now. And it was like, no, I can't do it for that little. So I was like, I was already kind of miffed at that. Like this idea that we discussed how much it was. I got it. Um, I got sponsors to cover it and everything. Uh, and then, so I went back, tail between my legs, worked it out, razzled and dazzled. And I worked with sponsors and everything to get him the second amount of money that he talked about. Um, then once I secured that, he said that it was too little money again. So that's when I got pissed and I just took to social media and I was like, Hey Blake, if you don't want to fight me, just say, you don't want to fight me. That's fine. Fighting's scary. You don't need to keep coming back and making me do all this work and come back with you with more money. And you just keep turning it down. Cause that's, that's a tactic that people who don't want to fight use. They're just like, no, it's not enough. No, it's, they don't want to say they don't want to. There's fight. always something wrong. Always. Exactly. Something, well, there's a detail here. Well, you have to clean this up. Well, right. So, so that's when I took the social media and I was just done with it. And, you know, to much to, to social media's credit, they got on my side. They were like, you know, even his fans were like, just do it, dude. You said you would do it. Just do it. And that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, now, now we're kind of on a, on a better level, but he, it's just, I think that he thinks that fighting is um, a union acting job as opposed to a, a live sporting event. Um, so sometimes he thinks or expects things are going to line up with his childhood acting career and how he was treated when that's yeah, just that, not the case. It may, in, it may be a, a situation where it's just not fair for him. I have to explain. Is, is how he's, I think he's is how he's going to consider that. Hmm. I have to explain something to the audience and actually to you, Justin. Um, Mike, I know that you kind of know this but i kind of understand there is something that when you are a actor since you were little as what people refer to as a child actor which to me that's a sin that's that's a curse word for me and that's because i am still an actor and it's still my main source of income therefore i am just an actor and have always been an actor and i was and i'm not a child actor to me that symbolizes someone who's not acting anymore and only did it as, as, as a kid. Um, however, I've noticed that a lot of former child actors, when they decide to stop, they're done. They're done with acting. I'm over it. Ah. There is this thing that doesn't leave their brain of booking ratios and uh, of all of the success and how not easy it came because nothing's ever easy but how much they accumulated in a very small amount of time it drives this egotistical side of your brain 
that sometimes never goes away. I have a friend that I was best man at his wedding. And, you know, he's like, well, I could, I could still be an actor. I'm going to get an agent now. My booking ratio was 75% and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, but no, you're coming into the, it has changed significantly since you were there. Like that's not a thing anymore. All of those things you're talking about, they don't exist. Like, right. That's, that is not how it's played anymore. You have got to adapt and move with the times. It is just such a vastly different thing now. It's not like a, it's not basketball where at least it's the fundamentals of basketball. Like that's, 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 this isn't it anymore. There's a different style. There's a different thing. You know, your headshots were black and white and you got all of the, you had like a mosaic of things. And that's not the thing that happens anymore. That part of, it seems to have never left his brain. And that actually makes me go, ugh. Because I have said some things when I still had that little chip that I really regret because they were not true and they were just coming from a place of fear and ego. And I completely recognized that I had that. And that makes me hurt inside for him because that is hard for me to go. That's, that's heavy because he's in that place. Right. Being in that place is so hard. I guess yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of self work um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the fight career. And, you know, I think I have a leg up on the self promotion stuff because of my acting career. Uh, but a lot of these fighters just coming in, they don't have that, that skill set that I had. And Blake can have that skill set. But I think Blake Blake's problem is the exact opposite. He thinks that everybody's going to do everything for him because that's kind of what happened when we were kids. It was just a, yeah. a mechanism that moved around us. And you were a like, hog in the wheel. Exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, even today we're talking, we were talking about uh, the Steel Fist, the venue that we're going for, wants to do a commercial promo for the venue. And, um, and they, they asked me for footage and they asked me to get footage uh, from Blake. And even the little that I've spoken to him about, I could tell it's just going to be a pain in the ass. I could tell that there's, I guaranteed down the line, somebody's going to call me and ask me to pay, ask me to pay them to use their footage. And I'm like, this isn't even my, this isn't even my event. I'm the fighter. I'm just relaying a message, dude. Yeah. Ugh. But that's it's, that, it's to, very to the crux of your point. That's the reason why this has actually turned into a little more black bad blood than I thought is just little instances like this that build up and build up and build up, um, which, you know, I think that when he looks at this fight in retrospect, he's going to be pretty embarrassed by the way he handled things. I'm not even embarrassed because he lost because that's you know what's going to happen. Um, I think he's going to be embarrassed as to like the way he can uh, the way he portrayed himself i think it's going to be a big learning experience for him i agree because from you know i'm just kind of absorbing what you two have to say and it it seems like um that he hasn't had this type of life experience and and, nor this experience to be specific with and that he's going to have a lot to learn from it you know so it, it well, it's also learning on the fly. You've got to learn a lot when you're in the cage. I mean, like, you may have a game plan, and then you go, oh, yeah. that's not going to work. And you've got to be adaptable, or you get knocked out. 
Yeah, so. well, and, and that's the from a positive perspective, um, I think that it's it's going to be good for him either way when he comes out of it. I think 100%. that um, I think that people are going to respect him more. I think that he's going to be uh, more worldly than uh, than he went into it. So it's going to be good for him either way. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be a belt for him. That's all. I completely agree with you. Uh, Justin and I talk about this endlessly. We're huge fans of of the Michael Lasky camp of Big Bang Mike. Uh, <laughs> he always will be. And uh, we talk about this fight endlessly. I talk about it all the time whenever. Sorry, hold on. Ah. We talk about it endlessly. I talk about this all the time whenever we're watching your new TikTok, whenever you're live, all of these things. Uh, even when we're playing fighting video games, you know, we, we talk about this fight. And uh, not only am I super pumped for it, but we talk about all, all of the strategies that, you know, we assume things are going to do. And I don't want to expose anybody's strategy or whatever. I know the, your background and all of this stuff. What I'm really interested in is growing up from the acting world with both of your parents being um, very much involved, not only in acting and, and in the filming side of things, but in, in fighting as well. You got a big fighting background, big history with all of that. Why MMA? What, what, what was um, that transition? Yeah. I, I think that MMA, um, there, there, it, you know, you get to a point in your life where um, it's, it's something that I've always loved. It's always something that I wanted to do. I've trained in martial arts since I can walk. Um, and I just hit that age where it just, you call it a midlife crisis, I don't know. But like, I hit that age where there was, if it wasn't going to, if I wasn't going to do it now, then it wasn't going to happen. And that's an experience that I really wanted to have. What I love about modern MMA in particular is that it's kind of like the science lab um, of fighting. Uh, it's where you get to take all of these theories that you've learned all of your life and really put them to the test and find out which ones graduate from hypothesis to, to theory. Uh, and I, I believe that it's the natural next step of what somebody like Bruce Lee created and wanted for martial arts. And I think now is the only time in history where we've really been, been able to do that. You know, I've grown up with with people whom in order to test out their martial arts, they literally had to get into fights. Like I, I, I knew people that would go on the L train in Chicago and pretend to be drunk with money hanging out of their pockets, just hoping somebody would take it so that they can test out their martial arts against somebody who, um, who wasn't a martial artist. This is like back in the early nineties, but now, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. We get a cage, we get state officials who are unbiased and there to protect us. Um, and we can put all of those, those hypotheses to the test. And, uh, this is the only time in history we've been able to do that, which really absolutely, Absolutely. It's, it's very interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of judgments I, I feel when you are a professional fighter and, you know, guys can be very cocky. Everybody thinks they can be a UFC fighter. Oh, I can't get in no, there I, because I, I would too kill much. a man. Oh, come on. <laughs> Right. My face has been broken a lot of times. <laughs> I I don't like. Yeah. I just don't like being punched. In the face. I'm horrible like, at bleeding. Just yeah. like I'm I mean, a bleeder. Fine. I've got a gigantic have, nose. Have the whole I know thing it, reconstructed and fixed, and then I can't been What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
every you know it's it's kind of like comedy and acting and singing i feel everybody can do it until someone goes okay go right and yeah. then oh you find out who really can i don't and think that a lot of people understand that that fighting um specifically mma is a a craft just like anything else i mean you wouldn't look at um somebody who does carpentry and just built this beautiful elaborate shelving unit and be like oh i can do that it's just slapping wood together right um but yet when somebody looks at an actor or when somebody looks at a fighter they're like oh that's yeah i can do that if i wanted to like yeah. all right if you could or you would have my man <laughs> it's, it's all just it training. training just go roll around right. in the mat right. you know, for eight months and see how it goes <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, i remember like just even kicking a bag. I don't know if you have any experience with this, Justin, but when you first start, it's not just exhausting. Not only, it, it, it's not just exhausting. Your shins turn a shade of red that you've never seen. They hurt so bad. And then you go back and you do it the next day. Oh, yes, you do. And you are like, <laughs> you're kicking it so light because you're crying because your shins hurt so bad. And a week later, you're like, I can kick this thing all day. How did that happen? It's so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, heavy bags are deceptively dense. I don't think a lot of people really oh, understand. Yeah. yeah, you have to build up that. Like, I know that if I haven't punched or kicked a bag in X amount of years, I know I have to rebuild that skin. And I just go, oh, that's... It's, it's a lot like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot like, feel like it's going to suck. Like, it, I was doing really well as far as like the gym goes and, and lifting and stuff like that. And then I, and COVID hit the gym's closed. I got fat period, you know? So I'm trying to get back into everything and I'm realizing, good Lord. Okay. So all that training that I did, uh, I, I have to get all that back. I have to go back through all the initial pains. I have to go back through, you know, the mental game of, can I lift it? Or can I, can I do one more rep or, it's it's this whole thing that you guys do, uh, either be it acting, be it your MMA or anything. It's so mental. It's so mental. You know, so it's like my my question. I this is I think this is a decent question personally because I thought of it. Um, is how 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 do, you, how do you how do you get over? How do you mentally prepare yourself for it? How do you prepare yourself for a fight mentally or, or as far as like an acting gig, how do you get over your insecurities and things like that? You know, I think that, that the answer to that question is very individual. I think we all have our own ways of doing it. Um, for me, it's experience. Um, for me, it's just getting in there and experiencing it over and over and over again. In my opinion, confidence comes from experience, not from mantra. Uh, I know a lot of people out there, they like, they like to say certain things in the mirror or certain things to themselves or repeat certain things over and over again. And that's all fine and dandy. Uh, but for me personally, it's only through experience that I become confident. So that's why it, in my fight camp, it was very important for me to, to hire um, Joe Rodriguez to help me because I know that if I'm getting 30% of what I want to accomplish on someone like Joe, then you know 90% of what I want to accomplish is, is, is going to happen to Blake because Joe is so much better than Blake. And it's so only much. through getting my ass kicked over and over and over and over again by people who are better than me 
Can I then show up on fight day um, with somebody who is not near at the level of the pe people that I'm training with? So for me, it's all about experience um, and, and having that confidence. And I, I don't know if, if Adam would agree or if he takes a different approach, but feel free to go ahead. I actually feel 100% the same way. I think experience speaks volumes. I, I, there's only so much you can say to yourself. At that point, it's just words. I remember all of the, you know, I can only relate it to, to my acting experience and or magic experience. Um, I remember being on Broadway for the first time. And that's terrifying, but also so wonderful. It's such a beautiful, cohesive event. And um, there's flowers everywhere. It's just so, it's such a glorious thing to be able to be present for and experience. And you have to remember, but you've been on stage a million times. This is just another time on stage. It doesn't matter what house it's in. It doesn't matter what you're playing. It doesn't matter what you're singing. You've done it all before. You've done it all so many times that you could do it while sleeping. You have been caught singing shows <laughs> in your sleep, in fact, Adam. Thank you so much for the reminder. So it is all about experience. That happens. And I, I so I 100% agree with you. Experience well, and to your Broadway experience, everything that happens after Broadway um, you can, I, I can see how this can easily morph to having a chip on your shoulder, but anything that you do theater wise after Broadway, you're probably like, you know what, like this is nothing compared to being on Broadway, right? Like I, this is easy. Sure. This is a cakewalk. I was on Broadway, done. And that's kind of the same. It's, from, it's all the same. It's just the location and the clout. It's all the right. same. And it's but sort yeah. of the same thing when it comes to fighting someone like Blake, you know, I've, I've, it's not my martial arts studio it's not one hit mma it's in a cage but when it comes down to it i've i have more experience i've done harder things outside of this big stage than uh than i'm actually going to perform on that night um yeah. and that's what gives me that mental attitude which is it still makes it hard right because that does mean i have to show up every night and gain that experience so that i am confident when i walk into that cage it means a lot of uh, black eyes, bruised egos, and uh, what I like to call shower <laughs> cries because nobody can see hear, see see you cry if if you're in the shower. Uh -huh. um, but you know, if, I know if I push myself to that limit in, in training, come fight night, um, I'm going to be mentally prepared for it. Um, as they say, the more you the more you bleed in, uh, bleed in training, the, the less I, you. I, I agree with everything so. both of you said. Absolutely, because uh, that's, that's so I mean. I'm not, not, I, I don't, I don't fight. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, but it, yeah, it, it's a matter of, it just becomes like a so reflex. You just, you just do it. You learn and, uh, and you get better by doing, you know, it's like with photography or anything else. So I think that was absolutely great advice. Um, I did want to hit on a couple of things. I know we hit on it earlier, but I did want to bring up your website for you, for your, for OMA um, and, and make sure that we, uh, we get oh, this cool, look at real quick. It it is Give the oh, necessary yeah, that's, plugs. Oh yep. wow, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Boom. Look at that. So this is uh, this is your website. Who's that? Who's that good looking dude? Look at that. I I, I think that's the world's <laughs> toughest ranger. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Yeah, so for those of you guys who don't know, I, uh, I run a martial arts program here in uh, Pleasant Grove, uh, Utah. Um, you can go to the website. It's called OM, or excuse me, rangeracademy.utah.com, rangeracademyutah.com. Um, basically, what we're looking to do with this program, we deal mostly with kids, but we do have an adult program. 
what we look to do with this program is, is get kids excited about martial arts. Um, through my childhood acting career, uh, you know, Power Rangers, Three Ninjas, stuff like that. And then we do a little bit of a bait and switch. Um, and then we, treat, we teach them the hard work, the discipline and self-defense that also made me um, a five-time uh, mixed martial arts champion. Um, so we have classes throughout the whole week that are taught specifically by me. I do not outsource um, the coaching uh, to any other, you know, employee or anything like that. I love martial arts. I will teach martial arts until the day I die. So when you and join this also, academy, you will be learning oh, directly. Sorry, go ahead. What I love, oh, go ahead. What I really love about uh, getting youth into the martial arts is, you know, a lot of people call it a discipline, and it so is. It gives such structure. You learn respect. You learn cultures. You learn so much more than just how to punch somebody in the face. It is an entire lifestyle. Uh, when treated properly. There's, of course, mistreatment of martial arts all over, but when treated properly, it is there is nothing more zen in the world, and it really gives a positive structure to youth. What I wanted to do with this program uh, was to create a martial arts program similar to one that I grew up in. Um, I've been very privileged in my youth to have the parents that I've had and the martial arts experiences that I've had, and I understand that there aren't people out there who are going to be able to live the life um, that, that I got to live. But what I can do is sort of pay back that kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, pay it forward um, and, and help kids have a similar experience. So beyond just martial arts, we will do stuff like, for instance, last week we did a whole Muay Thai camp where kids purchased Muay Thai shorts. They learned how to make um, armbands. They learned the bow ends. Um, they tried uh, Thai cuisine. Um, oh, these are Exactly. Um, so like we we want to create an entire experience that just gets them not only excited about martial arts, but excited about other aspects of life with martial arts as a proxy or holding their hand through that. Yes, sir. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, uh, also Justin, on the list, we've got to bring this up. I wanted to bring Mike's uh, Mike's Instagram back up because it does have the link at, at Big Bang Mike, Mike on Instagram, uh, the link to the Steel Fist fight uh, for the for the pre-order event, and it's got a big green check mark next to it. Uh, so you can you can click on that link and you can get your tickets there. Correct. Yeah. So that would be the live tickets if you are in um, Salt Lake City. And, or in Lake City are planning and come down for Fanex Comic-Con. Um, you just want to make sure that you purchase tickets underneath uh, a picture of me. Because one of the cool things that this uh, fight venue does is uh, if, you, if you're here to see a certain fighter, they'll put all of you in the same place. So that when you're in a section <laughs> of, uh, of all Big Bang uh, supporters, you're going to have that thing in common. And, and the two sides are going to be screaming back and forth at each other. They like they do conflicting uh, chants to try to motivate fighters and stuff. It's just a whole <laughs> lot of fun. Um, so make sure that if you are there to see me, um, that you uh, that you pick a seating choice underneath one of my pictures. And you know what? Screw it. If you're there to see Foster too, pick one under me as well. That might be an interesting experience for you. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the event. Go mix. Go mix it up. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens. Oh Can't God, be that bad, incredible. right? <laughs> Why not? Oh, and the good. Why not stir things up? I mean, if you're a real yeah, life you would just do it out of spite. Oh, yeah. All the cool kids. Yeah, you're not a real Blake Foster fan. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of kids, this is an all ages event if you purchase one of the ground level tickets. Um, so if you do have like somebody under 18 that uh, that you would like to bring to the fight, um, you can certainly do that. Just be aware that it is a sporting event, right? So there are going to be people there cheering and booing and yelling most likely because um, that's how sporting events go. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you can bring kids that's awesome. if, that's, if that's your jam. That's awesome. I, I know I'm going to be there in one, one capacity or another. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, so just wanted you to know, we, we have gifts for you. This is, this is yes. one of the only podcasts where animated no. pictures. No, 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 no. Actually, no, all right. like actual tangible, so uh, we have, we oh, have wow. sponsors, real, real life sponsors. Uh, the first one is going to be for, uh, for Masonic Tartan aprons, which is local here in Salt Lake. Um, I'm a, I'm a Freemason and I've got a friend that, that makes all these wonderful things. So this is all handcrafted like custom aprons because we wear aprons there's a story behind that uh but he makes them all by hand but more recently he's been making cufflinks uh so as far as freemasonry goes we do have um we have a tartan which is recognized and uh you're going to be receiving uh, a pair of his cufflinks yeah, those are really Ooh, cool they're sexy. all handmade stainless steel yeah. and then i'm waiting for my shipment but we also have uh miss marita's hard slide candies I said it right, dude. Literally, you didn't, but what? that's fine. Uh, hard candy slides. Sorry, yeah. Miss Marita's hard candy slides. It is my favorite hard candy, literally, in existence. Uh, found me randomly on TikTok. Uh, I've been lucky enough to to spread it to all of my friends. And Miss Marita is now a sponsor of the podcast, and is going to give you a free bottle of candy of whatever flavor you want. Uh, so go to their website. You pick out the candy. You tell us. We'll have them ship it to you. Uh, it's it, it, you will not be disappointed with any flavor that you receive. Uh, I recommend exciting right now the juice and fruity, which is my favorite until his newest flavor that he sent me a sample of. Scott did hits the market because oh my god, it's so good. It's literally the best flavor in the world. <laughs> are you guys gonna be are you guys gonna be okay if i can't eat this for yeah, like oh, yeah 100 i mean it's it's just gonna taunt me up on the shelf but <laughs> it's whatever. very interesting because uh i was i was doing a musical recently and i was doing the same thing where i was just looking at the candy going well see you later <laughs> i can't eat it <laughs> <laughs> see you in eight weeks you yeah dick. pretty much pretty much <laughs> which is great but you're gonna receive those amazing gifts uh, as, as a thank you to, to being on here, sharing your time, your talent, your uh, experience with us. Um, what really appreciate it. his website? It looks like I designed his website. Oh, yeah. Or at least that part. So, so, so the cool thing is that, that's, is that Scott's actually giving everybody a, uh, giving our listeners a 10% off coupon, which I will uh, link at the end of the video. Uh, make sure that we got all our bases covered and everything. But uh, this is the website. It's super easy to use. Uh, the gentleman's name is actually, his name is Scott. He lives in Louisiana. He makes all the candy at home by hand. Every bottle. Just in his kitchen. <laughs> awesome. One big pot. One pot. Dude, that's awesome. One counter, one stove. That's it. He does it all. That's so it. Two hours to make. To it's make like the Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. I think he was really trying is. to make one. He looks one a little Walter white like too. Yeah, it, he does. But yeah, so those are our sponsors. Those are the things you're going to be getting just for coming on today. Um, 
Yeah, so I was super, super excited to share that with you because you'll be the first to receive the cufflinks and everything else. Yeah, you're Um, the first one. You're You're the the pioneer of the cufflinks. Nice. That's right. Pioneer of the cuffs. (laughs) Can do it. I think he can can put fisticuffs with his new cufflink. Oh, that's right. Fisticufflinks. Fisticufflinks. There's there's a new. There's there's a new endeavor for you guys. Let's make a fight or you heard it here first. You know what? It, don't 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 <laughs> don't talk me. We could make red ones. Because they're, no, they're, they're all made locally <laughs> here, just outside of Layton, uh, by by one guy. So maybe, maybe we could make them red. I have I have a great graphic that I'm putting on a shirt of me in a fight and let's try to get that. Call them fist to cuff yeah. Let's try, Wait, let's, that, let's try on, to get not, Mike on a cuff leg. Is that Come on. That this logo? It's yeah. Let's try to get that on a cufflink. Let's bangerang it out. Come on. Well, how would you make this? Gotta, gotta do That's it. That's right. Works for me. <laughs> gotta do it. I'm I am looking forward <laughs> to seeing this September 18th. That's all I care about. Oh, of this. course. All day. All day. People are gonna be screaming it from the, the booth fire. too. It got so big in the last like year. It. Been doing it for like 10, <laughs> but now everybody's into well, it. Well, you've got a you've, you've got, got a you massive got social hawk, media. You've got massive following on on TikTok and yeah. on uh, on Instagram. Um, I did want to I did want to play one one of your TikToks because uh, Adam and I think it's just hilarious. It's my if, favorite. If, it's my favorite. No, I can't. Okay. I can't if, with if this. That's one. okay. I'm gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> Which it's one is the best it? one? Trust <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I died Uh. laughing I called Justin right away as soon as you posted that and I think I watched it 25 (laughs) times because that's what was going on in my head doing uh doing training videos watching both of you I mean like you're a you're you're an animal when you are training ground and I see you strike, I see you shoot, I see you strike, I see you shoot, I see you run, all of these things, and you're changing levels constantly. And then I see punch, punch, kick. And it's very accurate, it's very pretty, that's awesome, but pretty doesn't win fights. Well, it seems really technical. Exactly. Like, I don't know all, all of all of the terms, but it seems like it's it's like very premeditated, very technical, and uh, it's, it's gonna be precise. Whereas, like, I've, I've seen you in, in some of your fights online, and I'm just like, no, like you, it's clearly like when your brain switched from, okay, well, I need to do this to, well, hell, there's an opening and you, and you spinning back fist somebody and knock them out. And I'm like, yes, yes. Blake is training for a match and Mike is training for a brawl. And there's a big, big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and it, I think it's, I think it's important to recognize where, where all the levels are in every, um, in every competition, right? You gotta, you gotta train for the sport you're fighting. You can't train your thing. And that's what I've always loved about MMA as opposed to just every other style of fighting. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of going and just doing kickboxing or just doing boxing or just doing wrestling, because in, uh, in those sports, I have to always out you, you, but in MMA, I get to out me, you. Like uh, boxing is about who's the better boxer. That's not, that's not the thing in MMA. Like if you're a better boxer, I can take you to the ground. If you're better on the ground, I can stand you back up. This fight can go anywhere. And that's, what's so fun about it. 
And that's what I don't think he's taking seriously. I think that he's like, I'm going to knock him out. And I was like, well, but all right, it might be hard. Well, it's, when you're it's, on your it's back. so, it's so unpredictable. And I think that's what make it's is going to make this fight so good is that it's just the unpredictable side of everything. Even if you're not an MMA fan, uh, free order at watch this online and just be shocked, just be shocked. Cause that's, that's what I've learned from, from anything I've watched lately. It's just like, you watch something and then boom, and something just drastic happens, or you catch somebody with a, just a straight a jab, period, and it just ends it. It's so good. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I want to see it live so bad. I'm going to do anything in my power to to be in, in Salt Lake on September 18th to, to see you become the world's toughest ranger officially, even though we already know that you're already it, but whatever. It'll be official now. I get a belt. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome. We're going to wrap this up, Mike, dude. It's been, uh, it's been over a year in the making. I've been wanting to talk to you for, for so long. I'm glad you and Adam re reconnected after so many years. Um, it, so it, this is, this is, this has been fun, even though Adam sounded like he was haunting us at some point. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it to the magician. Kept disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody don't forget to like subscribe share all these wonderful things i will put links for uh for mike's instagram tiktok uh his website i will link everything in the bottom uh also with adam oh I'll thank throw, you i really appreciate your stuff it. in there too you know because this Thanks. is what I, this wow. is what i do now i'm honored this is great <laughs> and uh awesome anybody else have anything I mean, just bangerang. 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 <laughs>